heights to the depths of the sea. When we look at those list of the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When we look at those things, are those things, uh, are they in my life? Or am I still just an angry man, just, just full of rage and anger? Well, I got work to do. And I got, I, got, I got work to let the Lord do in me. It's not that he is, got, the problem's not with him. It's with me. And that's why I need to be born again. Uncontainable, you place the stars in the sky and you know them by name. You are amazing, God. Oh, powerful, untamable. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Truth in Christ Radio, a Bible teaching radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Rochester with Senior Pastor Rob Kellogg. As Pastor Rob continues the introduction of John chapter 3, we learn those characteristics of being born again and mostly what it is not. The world tells you that the new birth is a cult or a different religion. We will learn that Jesus said we must be born again in order to have eternal life and much more. Turning one's life over to Jesus Christ by being born again will cleanse you from your sin. And it will allow you to have peace with God in many different ways. The question is, if you die today, do you know where you're going? Becoming a child of God guarantees your salvation and fellowship with Him forever. Now let's join Pastor Rob. Of God according to the inward man, that's the Spirit of God in us, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. And Paul, you can just understand the, the frustration that you and I all have. And what does he say? Something that we say under our breath in our own vernacular. He says, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And then he answers his own question. He says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. It is Jesus. And so there is this nature, these two natures, and they are in a collision course with one another, and that's why there is a battle. So we are sinners. We sin because we are sinners. That is why we must be born again. And God pronounced judgment upon sin. He said, if we say that we have no sin, in other words, if we say that we have no sin nature, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And if we confess our sins, and this is a wonderful promise, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if we say that we have not sinned, the acts, the individual acts of sin, we make him a liar and his word is not in us because that is the truth of who we are. In Ezekiel, it says, the soul who sins shall surely die. And these are the indictments against all of us. From the very beginning in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us. And every one of us in this room would be saying, yes, that is true. I have sinned. And maybe you even woke up this morning and you did something. You thought something. But we can come to the Lord and we can confess and be restored. Amen? 
And it's such a joy to know that because there's no place like that on the earth. There's no one like that in all the earth that we can come to. For the wages of sin is death. That's what we get when we sin. It's death. But the gift of God, the wonderful, wonderful, precious gift of Jesus Christ, the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. This is why we must be born again. Because God's standard is holy, it's perfect. And our nature that we are born with is that hatred, it's that enmity against God. Therefore, there has to be a change of, there has to be a new sheriff in town. (laughs) There has to be a new nature within us. We must be born again or born from above. In fact, if we are not born from above or born again, we will not make it to heaven. What does it tell us in Romans? But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That kind of makes it very clear, doesn't it? You can go through all the motions. You can go to church every day of your life. You can give money to the church. You can serve in the church all your life. You can walk on glass. And you can, you can walk on nails, and you can afflict yourself, and you can do all a host of things and call yourself a Christian. But if you do not have the Spirit of God indwelling you, you are not a Christian, and you are not going to heaven. Wow, that's really harsh. But that's the truth. You know, it's a sad thing when I see so many people that really have a genuine hope in God, or they have a genuine desire for God. But unfortunately, they go to places, and God leads them. He's sovereign. God is sovereign. He knows what he's doing. Even if you're in a church that's not teaching the gospel, not teaching the word of God, he has a way of reaching you. I know God can do that. But it's sad to know of so many people being misled because they're not being taught the word of God. They're not being told what the Bible says. That's why you should own your own copy. That's why you should read it every day. That's why we continually harp on this. We, bound the, we, we pound this one drum every single day. Read your Bibles, read your Bibles, read your Bibles. You need to read your Bible. And here's the secret. The more you read it, the more you're going to love it. Because I'll be honest with you. The more I've read the Bible and the more I'm falling in love with the Bible all over again every single day, the more I read it, the more I love it. But here's also another tragic truth is the less you read it, the less you're going to want to read it. And that's scary. And I've been on both sides of those spectrums, and I can tell you that that is the truth. The more you read it, even if you don't feel like it, read it anyway. Read it anyway. Even if you think you get nothing out of it, just read it. The fact of reading it is so incredibly important. Whether you, Regardless of how you feel, just read it and pray and say, God, I have no idea what I just read. I'm here in Ezekiel chapter 3, and it's talking about the wheel within a reel. I don't have any idea, but I know you, God, know. And, Lord, I just submit to you, whatever you want to do, just show me. And you continue to read and you continue to pray. And you don't worry about that. That's his job. The Spirit of God will do that work in you. And you just keep doing it and you keep doing it and you keep doing it. Will you keep doing it? Do it with me. Because there's so many people that aren't right now. COVID has wiped out a good chunk of the church. I've talked to other pastors. And they're all experiencing the same thing. Many people who used to come when COVID came, sidelined them. Boom, just a chunk, of, a percentage of the church just went away. We don't know where they're at, what they're doing. They got discouraged. They kind of went back to the world. We don't really know. It's a sad thing, folks. And I am so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you have a desire for the Word of God because I do too. And that's why I I get the privilege to do what I do. 
And I love it. And I pray that you will love it more and more. Just continue to stay in it and continue to pray. Amen? So are you born again? Well, how do I know if I am? How do I know if I'm born again? Well, there's a scripture. Romans 8, verse 16, Paul says, The Spirit himself, notice himself, not itself, not herself. The Spirit himself. And that, that, that drives demons everywhere nowadays in our culture. As soon as you mention himself, oh, you mean God's a he? You mean that God's not an it and some impersonal force? And some people believe he's a she. No, God is a him. It's a him. <laughs> it's a him. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. I love that. You don't have to walk around feeling like you're some kind of orphan. The Spirit of God will show you, reveal to you. You'll either have the peace in your heart that you're one of his, or you're going to have a peace that you are not. And you know what? It's okay if you are feeling this morning like, you know what? I know I am not. There's nothing, well, there's everything wrong with that. But here's the thing. It's not wrong that you're feeling it. But do something about it. You don't have to you know, be in jeopardy every hour. Give your heart to Christ today. At the end of the service, we're going to do that. Well, have you come up? If you want to receive Christ, come. Do not wait. You do not have the time to, to think about it any longer. You must swallow the hook. Take the bait and run with it. No longer vacillate and stay on the edge of the, of the fence. Jump over the fence with great joy. You know, I think the Lord loves that. You know, someone who knows that they need to be saved, and they're like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'll do whatever you tell me to do, Lord. I'll jump that fence. I don't care if it's 18 feet high. I'm going to make one spring. I'll be like Rue in uh, Winnie the Pooh. I'm just going to bounce on my tail. I'm going to jump right over that thing, and I am going to get over, Lord. I'll do anything to get over that fence. And and the Lord says, well, I've already done everything for you. All you got to do is believe. Are you kidding me? It's that simple? Yeah, it is. It really is. And that's why people struggle so much. They want to feel like they've got ownership in it, that they have to do something to earn it. You can't earn it. You cannot earn it. You have to accept what he has done. The merit of Christ is what has given you and I the ability to become sons and daughters of God. There's no other way it can happen. There's no other way. But how do I know if I'm one of God's children? Well, I'm going to share with you a list of things. And this is just a list I put together this morning, actually. And this is not an exhaustive list. And some of these may relate to you, some may not. But I thought about my own life and what, what, what I knew God was doing. And one of the hallmarks of being a Christian is, one number one, I will know that my sins have been forgiven in Christ. I'm going to have that overwhelming understanding that I've been forgiven. I'm also, number two, I'm going to have a desire for the truth. For truth. Notice I didn't say the truth. Even having a desire for truth, period, is a good sign. But I'm also, number three, I'm going to have a hunger to read the real truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us, God, the Bible, right? I'm going to have a desire to read the Bible. If you have no desire to read the Bible at all, you better worry. I'm not saying that you're not born again, but if you don't have a desire, there's a problem. Because one of the... The Holy Spirit's jobs, if I can use that, is to lead you into all truth. It says that in John 14 and 15. That's, that's one of his jobs. That's what he's going to do. And I'm either quenching this spirit or I'm not born again. Do you love to read the word of God? Number four, you'll also have a peace of God. 
Do you have a peace of God? You can have a peace of God once you have the peace with God. Once the exchange has been made and I've given up my old nature, my old life, and now I've surrendered to him, I have peace with God and therefore I have the peace of God. Like a child, I can lay my head down on the pillow. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the the Lord my soul to keep. If I shall die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. I can't remember. That just came off the top of my head. I remember that when I was little. But there's a peace that comes over you. You know that you're one of his. Do you know that this morning? Do you know that you're one of his? You can know. Also, your perspective, number five, your attitudes, your worldview will begin to change as your relationship with Christ develops. You may be born and and be thinking all these liberal thoughts and ideas, and all of a sudden you get saved and you start reading the Bible, and your worldview must change. It will change. It's going to change you. The will of God is sanctification. That's his will for your life. The will, the will of God is sanctification, among other things. Changing you from glory to glory into the very image of Jesus Christ himself. And number six, you'll also have a desire to right the wrongs from the past of those that you have done, that you've hurt in the past. One of the things that I... I, I, I do even today, you know, I remember when I first got saved, I, I went to the people that I knew I really hurt. The things that I said in the past that I knew really hurt them. And I went to them and I apologized to them personally. And I said, you know what? I remember back about 10 years ago, I said something to you, friend, and I know what hurt you and you didn't want anything to do with me. Will you forgive me? I know that God has forgiven me, but I need, to your, I need to your forgiveness too. And I am sorry for being such a bonehead because that's what I was. There's going to be a desire to right the wrongs. I remember when I was going to college, and I'll tell you a little secret about myself. This is just spontaneous. I probably should erase the tape once I say this. But I stole a desk from Stetson University. And I was moving it out into my apartment, and, um, and I had it for several years. And then one day, after I got saved, I remember just sitting there on my couch with my Bible... Um, and I was a scoundrel before I came to Christ. I'm, I'm less of a scoundrel now. But I took the desk because I liked it. And then I get saved, and then I'm on the, on the couch reading my Bible, and I just happened to glance over, and this was early in my relationship with the Lord, and I saw that desk, and I, and I got, oh, Lord, I remember. I stole that desk. And the Lord's going, yeah, you did. What are you going to do about it? And I said, oh. So I wrote a letter to the residents, the the residential life, the administration at Stetson University. And I wrote them a letter. And I wrote out everything that happened to me. How I I was there at the school, I got saved, and exactly what happened at that moment. I wrote it down in a letter and I sent it. And I never heard back from them. But you know what? Now it's in their court because I know it got to them. And I can just imagine the lady who read that letter because it's, a, it's, a, it's really a Baptist college. It's a, a, a liberal arts college, Baptist origin. And I can imagine the smile on her face as she's reading that. She's probably going, Mr. Kellogg, your debt is paid in full. But I was willing to pay for it. But I never heard a thing. But do you have the desire to right the wrongs of the past? It's good to do that. Because it heals relationships and makes you accountable. 
And finally, number seven, again, these are just a handful. You'll begin to demonstrate the characteristics of Christ. If you're one of his and his spirit has indwelt you, you're going to change. Your life is going to be a representative of what Jesus is doing in you, right? When we look at those list of the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When we look at those things, are those things, uh, are they in my life? Or am I still just an angry man, just, just full of rage and anger? Well, I got work to do, and I got, I, got, I got work to let the Lord do in me. It's not that he is, got, the problem's not with him. It's with me, and that's why I need to be born again. I need the Spirit of God to indwell me, to change me. You know, when I look back at my old man, the person I used to be, I really, honestly, I don't recognize that person. It's like a different person. That old man of mine has been dead, buried in the grave. I'll never see him in good riddance because I don't ever want to see, I don't even want to talk to you ever again. I don't like the way you're, I don't, I don't, I don't even like your haircut. I don't like the way you dressed. I don't like the way your, your filthy thoughts, your filthy mouth, your bad attitude is gone. I don't know you. See ya. <laughs> but the new nature indwelling us. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? So being born again is one of the greatest things in my, you know, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me and ha- the greatest thing that ever happened to you. And I would encourage you to foster that relationship with Jesus Christ. We're going to end here. We haven't even really got into it yet, but we will next week. But give your life completely over to him. If you're a child of God, take him at his word and you go to the mat. Go to the mat. All these things that are just driving you crazy inside, all these inconsistencies with your character, with your mind, the way you think, the way you do things, be willing to let the Lord expose them. Put them all out on the mat and say, Lord, there's the whole smorgasbord of of all my issues. And Lord, would you please clean the temple like we talked about last week? Would you cleanse this temple, Lord? Heal me, Jesus Christ. I need you. Do you need him? I know you do because I do. I need him more than I need air. Because if I had him and I didn't have air, guess what? I'm with him anyway. (laughs) Follow? You can take my breath away. Just make sure the Spirit of God is in me because when I take my last breath here, it's going to be my first with him. Love that. Give your heart to him. And I want to encourage you this morning, you know, this idea of being born again, just receive the Spirit of God. Lord, indwell me. It really is that simple. I am a sinner, God, and I need your Spirit to to take dominance over this old nature of mine that just is, is bent on horrible things. Lord, it needs to die. That old nature needs to come to an end, and your spirit needs to come. I need the new birth. Are you, if you haven't given your heart to Christ today, would you please, after we're done praying, when everyone's milling around and the music's playing, would you please come up? You don't need me. You can pray with anybody. You can pray with a person sitting next to you. That's fine. Just confess it and give your heart completely to him. And for those of you who are online, make sure you do that. And for those of you who will be hearing this on the radio later on, don't wait. Don't wait. You don't have tomorrow. You will never have tomorrow.
But what you have is this moment. Make the right decision this moment. And give your heart to Christ. Be born again. Be born from above. Experience the new birth. And we're going to look at Nicodemus next week because he was a very smart, very smart, very spiritual man. But he was not born again. Isn't that interesting? That means you can be, a, you can be an academic. You can be extremely smart. You can have PhDs and letters and all kinds of stuff. Just the whole alphabet after your name. And yet, you could be lost in your sin. And a very religious man, and he wasn't born again. But we'll see that Nicodemus, after Jesus' crucifixion, and after, or after his crucifixion, we're going to see Nicodemus come out with Joseph of Arimathea on the, one of the high holy days that Israel's ever known. That Passover was very significant. And these two brothers would come out very publicly and they would remove Jesus from the cross and they would wrap him with a hundred pounds of aloes and ointment. Nicodemus. So if you're really smart or you think you're really smart, it has nothing to do with intelligence, has nothing to do with your IQ, sometimes that can be a, an impediment. But just come to Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's stand together. Oh, Lord, we are just so thankful, Lord, for the new birth. Lord, you could have come from heaven and you could have died on the cross. You could have ascended to glory. Lord, as you did, you, and, and even make the promise of you coming back for us. And Lord, that would have been enough, honestly, because th that would be much more than we could ever accomplish in our life. But Lord, you didn't do that. You, you, you certainly are going to do those things, but you also left a earnest, a down payment of our salvation by indwelling us by your spirit, Lord, knowing that very well, soon you will come back for us and redeem and, and, and put the final down payment and redeem our physical bodies off of this earth. Lord, you've given us this earnest of the Spirit, this down payment, this treasure in earthen vessels. Lord, how we thank you for that. Lord, thank you for giving us new hearts. Thank you for changing us, Spirit of God, from the people we used to be and changing us into the the glorious character of Jesus Christ, little by little, day by day, increment by increment, Lord, you're doing it. We feel it. We sense it. And we pray that you would just continue to do it, continue to give us victory over areas of sin in our life, God, and continue to help us. Give us a hunger for your word, God. Give us a hunger for evangelism. There's another hallmark of the Christian faith. We want others to know what we know. Lord, please do all of these things within us. And thank you for the wonderful, gracious way in which you love us and how you deal with us, Lord. You are certainly a good, good father. You're a great gentleman. You're a great dad. You are everything in between and so much more than we can possibly ever imagine. Lord, it is all about you, and it is all for you, and it's in your precious name that we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
That's all the time we have for today, but please join us next time as Pastor Rob continues our study in the book of John. Calvary Chapel of Rochester is located at 2503 Browncroft Boulevard, Rochester, New York, 14625. You can reach us at our church office between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, at area code 585-586-3140. If you would like to have an audio CD of today's message mailed to you in its unedited form, simply mention today's date when contacting our church office You can also contact us via the web by logging on to www.calvaryrochester.com. There you will be able to access a number of useful things such as information concerning our beliefs, our ministries, contact information, our location, service times, and much more. You can also download or listen to the radio and sanctuary messages free of charge from the teachings link at the top of the page. To listen to Calvary Chapel of Rochester's sanctuary messages or Truth in Christ Radio on your mobile device, just subscribe to both through Google Podcast or Apple Podcast. You're also invited to join us on Sunday and Thursdays through live streaming of our services and Bible studies. Just click on the online services link on the website. We're so glad that you could join us today. And if there is any way that we can bless you with your walk with Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to call our church office. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for this cause, I have come into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. May God bless you in abundance today as you walk with him. And until next time, this has been Truth in Christ.